Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Now, it's another day in court for NDC's Asin North MP James Dutch Equation. And as has been promised, the minority were not in parliament, but they were also not in court. So, where have they been all this while? We'll examine this shortly. But Mr. Equation was in court and he set in motion multiple legal processes, including a fresh action at the Supreme Court in a bid to put his trial on hold. He's demanding additional document from state prosecutors to fully understand the case against him, as well as asking that this day, uh, his day-to-day trial be received. Now, Attorney General Godfrey Abouadame is, however, accusing the legislator of engaging in a plot to prevent the court from hearing the case at all costs. Joseph uh, Akable, who is a court correspondent, joins me via Zoom with uh, more. Joseph, this view by the AG did not sit well with lawyers for Mr. Kwesin. Tell us more. Um, uh, Blake, can you unmute so we can uh, hear what you're telling us? So we're here with uh, uh, Joseph Akable, who's joining me via Zoom to tell us more. We understand that the AG, uh, the, you know, that, that point, did, he did not take lightly. Uh, the view by the AG did not sit well with lawyers or Mr. Quayson. Akable, you were in court. Tell us more. Yes, so as far as uh, lawyers for uh, James Jachi Quayson are concerned, they believe that it is just in case of making sure that due process is followed, that is how come he's making these applications and so they did indicate forcefully that they believe that it's in the interest of justice that the case is put on hold mm. abraham amaleba who is the ndc's director of legal told us after proceedings that the ag was wrong to have made a particular session and that in previous cases handled by the ag himself he had made similar arguments that it was in the interest of justice for such a, a matter to be put on hold when the applications at higher courts such as the court of appeal and the supreme court from the side of the NDC, that's Jachikwesi's lawyers, we're putting up the argument that we could not proceed with the trial once these applications are pending before higher courts than the court of uh, high court. Particularly, the application for Seturari, which is before the Supreme Court. In that application, we are seeking for some reliefs, which are that one, because the Attorney General failed to fully make disclosures 
to lawyers of the question, there was a need for the Supreme Court to determine that matter because the disclosures were not fully made. We don't know from our side what the Attorney General was hiding from because the rules are that you must fully disclose. But in this case, the Attorney General did some half disclosures, not full disclosure, which meant that the Attorney General had something to hide. It is for this reason that lawyers for the articulation indicated to the court that because disclosures were not fully made in accordance with Republic versus uh, Bafobon's case, there's a need to stay proceedings. It is mind-boggling that the Attorney General should be speaking that way. This same Attorney General, in a different matter, ex-party um, uh, indicated to the court, and that was at the Supreme Court, that because disclosures were not fully made, clearly it was wrong for the court law to proceed. And in that case, Justice Yoni Kolendi actually said that the, the, the refusal of the court to stay but to proceed is a clear indication of bias against the accused persons. So he cannot approbate and reprobate it. That is not the work of an attorney general. Hey, Joseph, what has Mr. Kwesin himself been saying on this? In fact, you know, in terms of the proceedings so far, there are a number of individuals that come over to the court premises to throw their support behind him. And he says what is happening is injustice, but he's confident that he will emerge victorious. And he says what is happening is injustice, but he's confident that he will emerge victorious. All of you coming out of your busy schedules, devoting your time to support me, it means a lot to me, and it means a lot to the party and DC. So, so Joseph, run us through the outstanding legal processes on this. And so first, there's the Court of Appeal application where uh, the Court of Appeal is being asked to set aside the High Court's decision that's to hold the trial on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. There's also the Court of Appeal being asked to put the trial at the High Court on hold pending its determination of that particular matter. Then there is this fresh application at the Supreme Court asking the Supreme Court to prohibit the High Court from proceeding with a case because the AG has not complied as far as they are concerned with the rules of disclosure, i.e. they have not received the entire complement of the documents that they want to be received. And so on 18th of July, the High Court will have to deliver its ruling on the issue of whether, because of these outstanding legal processes, it should put the trial on hold or it will go ahead with the processes despite the fact that uh, various decisions may come from the, the, high, the highest court of the land, the Supreme Court, and the court fact which may have a potential to change how things take place at the high court base. Mm. Uh, we also understand that some ministers of state were in court as well. Yes, uh, quite interestingly, two of them, Kweko uh, Furesiyama, the transport minister, and uh, Katie Hammond, the Adansia Sokwa MP, and also minister for trade and industry. Uh, for Katie Hammond, we know that uh, there is a pending motion at the High Court where James Jachikwesen is standing trial, filed by uh, lawyers for James Jachikwesen. They are citing him for contempt 
of court. Uh, he had made comments in which he had likened the James Jatikwesin case to that of Adamusa Kande, who we know uh, was eventually convicted by the High Court and made a point that James Jatikwesin will suffer the same. Uh, and uh, this is, is what the lawyers deem to be uh, amount to, to contempt. And so they are asking the High Court to punish him. But that is supposed to be dealt with next week. But he was nonetheless in court today. And what through his interaction with some of his colleagues in, uh, in the courtroom, he says that you guys have dragged me here, so I'm here to see what is taking place in the courtroom. And we know that he has publicly indicated that he's ready to respond to that particular matter. So that is another issue that will be mm -hmm. dealt by the court later on. Okay. Now, we know that the minority MPs had indicated that they will show up in court. Uh, where are the 137 uh, minority MPs in court today? Uh, no, no, Brace, not at all. In fact, in terms of since that particular directive was issued, uh, there hasn't been any instance where they've even uh, reached the number 50 to even go beyond 50 and go into the hundreds to be closer to 137. Today, for instance, worst case, about 20 of them uh, that came in, into the courtroom, mm. uh, led by the minority leader, uh, Dr. Cassiel Atoforsen, uh, the deputy minority leader, Emmanuel, uh, that came in, into the courtroom, mm. uh, led by the minority leader, Dr. Cassiel Atoforsen, uh, the deputy minority leader in Manolai's medical lab, Dr. Lavia Alotebabenten, said the screening provides opportunity for early detection of diseases for early treatment. ...to organize a health screening for the staff. And we decided to use this particular distance it's, um, just after the holiday. We are screening for malaria. We screen... Uh, in the for South Dye MP, Madina MP, Francis Evier, Susu and a few others who joined at this particular session mm. today. Interesting. Grateful to you. So, question is, welcome into the floor. So, yes, they did not turn up to the timber to do parliamentary business in compliance with that directive from their leadership at the boycott settings. But just like Joseph Akapa said, a number of them, the majority of them, were also not in court. So, it begs the question, if you are boycotting proceedings of parliament to say that you are doing so to solidarize with, with your colleague, and you'll be going to court with him, mm. why are you not in court? And why are you also not in parliament on the floor of the house? So these are questions leadership of the, of the minority caucus would have to answer in terms of what exactly is going on. Is it a fiat that was given that, well, we are just boycotting parliament because of the criminal trial, or just like the minority that had actually said at the time, that they are actually going to accompany, accompany, accompany uh, James Yachikwis into court. So, Grace, just like Akabla said, 20 of them at most were in, in court, but in Parliament, there was not a single one on the floor of the House mm. whilst business was going on, actually with some NPP MPs accusing their colleague of actually sabotaging business in, in, the, in the House. So with that development, what, what then happened in, in, in Parliament? Well, so eventually Parliament had to adjourn. They simply did not have the numbers to continue. Mm. It actually also begs the question, if you look at the standing orders of Parliament, the majority side alone are able to do business and do everything on their own without the cooperation or the, the presence of the minority. The standing orders say that the numbers needed to transact ordinary business is at least one-third of all MPs. Mm. That is 92 at most. The majority side have 138 NPP MPs. If 92 of them turn up on the floor, they could have quorum to do business. When it comes to decision-making, that is at least half of all MPs. Half of 275 is 137.5, which you can round that up to 138. The majority, again, have 138 to be able to do business. Okay. So they can still vote on crucial matters. 
Mm. But the numbers on the floor at various points today, 15 to 20, 15 to 20, alternating between that. And eventually, they themselves feel that they could not do much business. They took the business statement for the ensuing week and then eventually had to adjourn to mm. next week, Tuesday. Thanks for this update, Kweku. Now, uh, Dr. Rashid Rahman is the executive director for Africa Center for Parliamentary Affairs. He has been actively uh, been engaged in institutional uh, parliamentary public financial management, evaluation, and governance issues for many years. What does he make of what's happening in our parliament now? Doc, I'm grateful to you for joining us. First, your reaction to the fact that the members of parliament were not on the floor and they were also not not in court yeah that's that's uh i mean that's making this this situation a little bit murkier because uh if you remember when this uh boycott started i indicated that if they are not careful at some point they'll be contravening their own standing orders mm. and we heard what happened earlier in the week uh with uh the speaker uh even citing them for uh, you know, reaching the standing orders and that they have to seek permission each time they are going to absent themselves. Now, if you don't have members in court and you don't have them in the house, um, that might be a strategy that's about to, to put them in trouble because uh, then Ghanaians are going to ask, where are the members? Because even going to court without permission uh, is, is bad enough in terms mm. of their own procedures. And then not showing up in court and not showing up in the house, uh, I think it's an affront on Ghanaians mm. because mm. Uh, you are hired to work at Joy FM. You have to show up and work. Mm -hmm. and MPs are hired to work. They have to show up and work at the very least. Uh, again, let me add, I mean, based on what your correspondent has, uh, has said, you know, it's not only the MPP MPs who are guilty of this. I think the entire parliament is guilty of absenteeism. I mean, and this is not uh, peculiar to this eighth parliament. We've seen that over the years. I mean, speaker upon speaker has had to, you know, uh, um, you know, adjourn sittings in order to look for the numbers. Um, I think it's uh, getting to a point where. Uh, perhaps we might have to start looking at other ways of making sure that our MPs show up. Mm. Uh, in some parliaments, you don't show up, your so salary gets deducted. Uh, apart from the fact that, uh, you know, in our case, the 15 consecutive times uh, means that you have vacated your seat. Your seat. You haven't seen that happen before. Uh, unfortunately, the standing orders don't have these provisions where you get punished uh, apart from, uh, you know, the provision that you have automatically vacated your seat, which has never happened. Mm. I know the standing orders are being reviewed. Uh, maybe if I had my way, I would have said that there should be uh, a clause inserted there. I mean, if you absent yourself for even a day without permission, uh, you get punished for that. Okay. Mm. Uh, so what does this make our parliament look like? If both the majority and the minority sides are, are, are all not on the floor to, to carry out the reasons why they are being paid to be there. What does it make the parliament look like in, 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 from your experience? Yeah, it makes the parliament look like an empty house. I mean, that's, uh, that, that's what uh, it makes it look like. Mm. Rather than a full house where 
I mean, government and national business uh, ought to be transacted on the ba- on the daily basis. Mm. So I think uh, our parliamentarians will need to up the game a little bit. Uh, I know uh, they got they get sometimes caught up in committee meetings. They get caught up in international travel, other businesses of the house. Uh, but all these can be streamlined in such a way that, like in many parliaments, committee meetings don't take place or other meetings don't take place when plenary is, is taking place. So that we know that at all times, each caucus can account for mm. uh, its members. But sometimes you see plenary going on and some I mean, side meetings are going on. And some MPs, uh, you know, generally are at those meetings. Others take advantage of that. Uh, then the big elephant in the room, the marriage between the executive and the legislature. So I mean, ministers who are not there would say they are doing ministerial business. You know, um, yes, I think uh, they are ministers and at the same time MPs. So that's why many are saying it's about time we took a very serious look at the constitution mm-hmm. and make sure that we go for a very serious divorce, maybe a one that is supervised by the Supreme Court, so that mm. uh, Parliament is Parliament, executive is executive, is executive. and then we we can cure, uh, you know, this uh, this lacuna that mm. uh, has bedeviled, and uh, on which maybe sometimes uh, some MPs take advantage and uh, and absent themselves mm. from the house. But, but but in trying to deal with the whole issue of you know, absenteeism. You, you, you said that probably we should look at how we can get these ministers, uh, the appointment of ministers on parliament dealt with. But how do we deal with absenteeism in general? Because you've mentioned that various speakers over the years have not been able to deal with it. If we are not careful, we'll carry this into, into the future. But how do we handle it? Yes, I think that you... Recently, heard what happened during the Dwasafo Honorable Kennedy at Japan, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the Greater, yes, uh, Greater Accra. I mean, have you heard anything again? No. Okay. So you have the microphone. I think you should go there and try to ask them what's what's going on. Um, so I think, like I was saying, in some countries, for instance, in the Scandinavian parliaments, where they know. Uh, they have taken a very realistic approach to this. They know we cannot sack our own members, or mm. if our own members show up before the Privileges Committee, we can sit there and judge our own members and say, you know, kick them out of Parliament. They took a realistic approach. You absent yourself, I mean, your salary mm. gets cut. I think that that is uh, maybe one that can bite much, uh, much better and faster than uh, than the whole privileges kind of approach and then we go in a run in a run around and then finally the matter goes very quiet and then we forget all about it and then start dealing with the next issues mm. so uh, maybe a new approach to dealing with absenteeism is what we need in our parliament mm. um, and, and, and who begins this new approach because they are beneficial beneficiaries of the current system and of course it might probably be difficult for them to change it. So, who begins this new new approach? Well, that's that's a that's a tough question. I don't have the answer. Uh, I hope that they are all minded, and they are all worried. When you bring like the the visual that is behind you showing an empty house, <laughs> I think it should it should bother all our honourable members because mm. they are supposed to be honourable. 
and, uh, and if we hire them to go and work and they don't show up at work, uh, I think they have to give us answers for that. So we cannot go from outside, you and I cannot go from outside and say we want to bring mm. about this change unless mm. we exercise our franchise. Okay. And uh, that is only every four years. So this should begin uh, from within. I mm. mean, even if it's going to be uh, against their own interests. I mean, I think they should look at the long-term interest and how they want to be remembered in this republic, that when they are all gone away from that, uh, that house, we look back and remember that when they were there, they were gallant men and women mm. who instituted certain reforms okay. that have made our democracy stronger than they, they met it. Mm. We know our parliament is one that uh, has a lot of respect in the international uh, you know, arena. With what is happening, um, how does it you know, impact how we are viewed Globally, yeah, I think uh, we still live uh, on our past glories, and uh, and I think very soon, I mean, this reality and our real kind of uh, station and situation in the democratic continuum on the continent, I think, uh, will be catching up with us very, very quickly. We have a lot of diplomats who are here. We have international visitors and so on. Um, very soon, if we are not careful, when you mention our the name of our country as a, as a beacon of democracy, people are going to begin to question that. And mm -hmm. these are some of the things that can lead to that. Okay. Uh, grateful to you, but kindly stay with me because the Supreme Court has been asked to impose sanctions on the Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagming, for allowing the House to proceed with the anti-LGBTQIA plus bill despite pending... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Goal actions. Researcher Dr. Amanda Odoi contends the speaker has treated court processes with disdain and contempt. Dr. Odoi is one of two citizens who have sued the Speaker of Parliament and the Attorney General over the anti-LGBTQIA plus bill. She contends a checks show that the Speaker of Parliament has been said with all relevant court processes, including one asking the court to place an injunction on Parliament's consideration of the law. It will be recalled that Parliament last week wrapped up the second reading of the bill, bringing it a step closer to conclusion of processes on the controversial law. Legal Affairs Correspondent Joseph Akable rejoins us with more on this. Now, Joseph, is any evidence provided to support this view that a speaker is aware of the legal processes in court? Joseph, can you unmute so we can hear you? No. Oh, it's your, your pocket. Okay. All, all right. Just before Joseph comes in, um, I still have Dr. Rashid Draman with me. Doc, your view on, on this point that the speaker, uh, after presiding on uh, over what happened in Parliament, uh, an independent body of government, is being cited for, for contempt. Is, what do you make of this? Honestly, you know, I... Uh, I'm beginning to get very worried uh, in terms of uh, the relationship between the court and parliament. 
um, you know, the parliament can also get involved in the work of the Supreme Court. Mm. Uh, but I have seen over the years, uh, parliament has stayed away from from that. And, uh, and But you see more and more, uh, I think I can count about four or five times in recent years, I mean in recent uh, months, uh, the most recent before this one, where the court has ordered parliament to expunge Jatikwesin's uh, uh, name from parliamentary records and so on, uh, Abdullah versus the Attorney General, where the court came in and told parliament what to do. Um, I think if we are not careful, we'll mm. get to a point where uh, whenever Parliament is going to do its work, somebody will run to the court. And, uh, and I think the earlier we stop this, uh, the better it is going to be for our democracy. If somebody is not happy with uh, a bill that is being passed by Parliament, the body that is elected, uh, there is no group that is elected in this country uh, apart from Parliament. And I think we have to get that right. Mm. And in mm. a democracy... I mean, our country is called a democracy because of the 275 members that we have elected that sit to represent all of us. And uh, if we are not careful, I think uh, we might be eroding the powers and the, the work that the parliament has to do. Yesterday, you know, we were on your program talking about, you know, the new standing orders and the fact that now parliament wants constitutional bodies like the Electoral Commission and others to come before it, you know, to answer certain questions. And there was the issue raised about uh, the independence of these institutions. Mm -hmm. And the former Deputy Attorney General made it clear, we are not interfering in their work. We are just calling them so that they can account for, for instance, maybe the appropriation resources that were given to them. And nothing more than that, no interference in their work because they are supposed to be independent. And I think we have to respect the independence of each uh, institution. So for me, I think it's time the Right Honourable Speaker and the Chief Justice sat down, uh, you know, to discuss this uh, this this seeming growing tension mm. between the executive, I mean, between the legislature and the judiciary, mm. so that some lines can be drawn clearly. Because otherwise, tomorrow, if somebody is not happy with uh, the budget, they will run to the court. And then the Supreme Court will come in and tell Parliament what to do. Okay. Grateful to you, Dr. Adrawan, for joining us here on The Pulse. Now, uh, Joseph Akable is uh, with me now. Joe, um, is, is there any evidence provided to support this view that a speaker is indeed aware of legal processes such as that? Uh, in fact, what the plaintiff in this instance, Dr. Amanda Odoi, what she did was uh, she actually applied to the registry of the Supreme Court because once he filed a case at the Supreme Court, it's the registry's responsibility to bring the case to the attention of the individuals or agencies that you filed the case against. And so she wrote to the registry of the Supreme Court to ask whether the Attorney General has been served with the court processes, the substantive case itself, and number two, whether they have been served with the application for injunction. Then again, they asked again whether... The Speaker of Parliament has been served with a substantive case and whether it has been served with the application for injunction as well. And the responses from the Registry of the Court, a copy of which I have seen, indicates that these two individuals have been served with all of these processes. And so that is the evidence that they've attached. They again also add to the processes that they filed 
a story that was published on our own website, majoronline.com. Mm -hmm. uh, the story that the speaker indicated that they were going ahead uh, to consider this and uh, take the second reading of the bill, and uh, despite the legal hurdles that the two legal processes that are outstanding. Mm -hmm. So they attacked that publication again to make the point that it is quite obvious that Parliament was well aware of the steps it was undertaking despite knowing uh, what ought to be done in terms of the legal process for causing it to halt mm. this particular move as far as mm. Dr. Amanda Odo is concerned. Okay. Uh, is there any specific punishment uh, she's asking the court to impose and where will this matter be dealt with? I mean, in terms of previous similar applications that we've seen, they tend to say that, well, you can impose a jail time or maybe a prison, a fine, perhaps. In this particular instance, they simply say that they want the Supreme Court as the highest court of the land to impose appropriate sanctions. And they explained that, as far as they are concerned, Speaker of Parliament, Urban Babin, has conducted himself in a manner that shows that he, he does not respect the courts of the land. He has disrespected the courts of the land and treated it with utter contempt. And so they believe that the court ought to step in and impose those sanctions. The application is to be moved on the 19th of July. And so the expectation is that the Speaker will be served with the processes and he will show up in at the Supreme Court and respond to it by way of once the application is moved. We do not know uh, whether the contempt process specifically, whether he has been served with that. Has there ever been a case like this in, in our history? I mean, none readily comes to mind in recent times. I mean, we've seen uh, in various instances some high public officials. We've seen ministers of state who have been cited for contempt. We've seen uh, heads of independent state institutions. I mean, it really comes to mind the former Auditor General Daniel de Molivo at a point was convicted of contempt of court. Uh, we, we, in terms of at the height of the, the level of the Speaker of Parliament, uh, that is not an issue that I have personally uh, encountered or come across in recent times. All right. Thank you, Joe. Now, the National House of Chiefs at a meeting in Kumasi yesterday voiced its abhorrence to activities of LGBTQIA+, describing it as evil and abominable. Ojiahoho Yaojibi II is president of the House. Declaration of LGBTQ plus as an abomination. Nananom LGBTQ plus is evil. We, the chiefs of Ghana, have been inundated by calls from our people to make an open declaration concerning the threat by LGBTQ. We, the chiefs, as the custodians of culture, the customs and traditions of our people, wish to state categorically that our traditions and customs recognize that our creator, God, or Allah, and called variously by different religions, created man and woman to occupy the earth and procreate. There is therefore only male and female gender, and no other gender. The Christian's holy book, the Bible, Muslims' Quran, and our traditions and customs affirm this fact. It is therefore an abomination, abomination and against all our cultural values as Ghanaians who allow others to import into our country any contrary to the above values that we cherish or we have cherished over the centuries. We, the chiefs and our subjects, 
declare that we will not allow any group to propagate any courts, conduct, or behavior called LGBTQ+, or similar, be it man marry man, or woman marry woman, or in any other form in Ghana. This is an abomination. And we declare as immoral and an affront and infringement of our cherished values. We call on the police and other relevant institutions not to allow this abomination into the source of our beloved country. Of course, we are not calling only on the police, we are calling ourselves too. Is the president of the National House of Chiefs. You're still watching the pulse here on the Joy News Channel. Now, the U.S. Ghana Alumni Association has taken its women empowerment program to Obuasi to equip a number of women with some entrepreneurial skills to help them earn a living. Now, the move was to help these women become self-reliant and curb the possibility of failing or falling for the exploitation of the men in these communities. Despite the negative effects that the Galamse activities have on the environment, including our water bodies and the forest, the irresponsible mining also has social impact. Socially, it is believed that the men engaged in these activities exploit the women and girls in these communities, enticing them with money. It is against this backdrop that the U.S. Ghana Alumni Association saw it prudent to organize the Women Empowerment Program at Oboase in the Ashanti region to equip participants with valuable skills to aid them a living and make them self-reliant enough to keep in exploitation from the Galamse men. The participants drawn from the various communities in and around Oboase were taking through tutorials with emphasis on the safety and protection procedures as well as the various steps in the production stages. After the practical demonstration, the participants were put in groups to try their hands on the production of the products which included liquid soap, shower gel, and afterwash. Some of the participants intimated that the training program would help them become self-reliant and be able to support their homes. Woman, you have to have a handwork so that you take care of your house in your own way. As a woman, you don't have to have any one work. You have to have two or three or four so that it can add to your work and you take care of the house. Especially me as a widow, no one is helping. Me alone is left. So I have to do certain part so that I can take care of my family. A facilitator, Louisa Amwa, indicated that with as little as 90 Ghana cities, one can start the production of the liquid soup and make good profit from it. She therefore urged the women to go straight into action. Going through this training, you don't have to rest, you don't have to waste any much time. You just have to kick start because you don't need much money to start. If I say much money, you need as as much as 95 Ghana cities. At least this way is not too much for, for you to afford. Try and start so that it will not be like you've wasted your time so that the time and the resources all in this training is waste. But start so that tomorrow when I see you, will be proud of you and know that indeed the, the training has done a lot of good to you and the society at large. The Public Relations Secretary of the U.S. Ghana Alumni, 
Ken Afeji, observed that the training program is one of many projects the association has been embarking on with the aim of bringing positive changes into the Ghanaian communities. He called on all members to come on board to execute their mandate. So what we are trying to do is we try to effect changes in our community as we were trained in the United States for. And uh, this is just one aspect of the whole thing. We have a number of projects trying to make sure that we empower certain group of people in our society. And at this time, I would like to call on all our members to come on board, all members of U.S., Ghana, alumni, to come on board because we are on the move. We are trying to effect this change that we are supposed to have in our communities. Come on board wherever you are and let us do it as it's supposed to be done. So far, the U.S.-Ghana Alumni Association has implemented a number of projects, including leadership training for head teachers, leadership and literacy projects, as well as setting up LITT clubs in selected senior high schools across the country. As we're watching the pause here on the Journey Channel, we'll take a quick break, but still to come ahead of the show, there's a major advocacy by the Stop TV partnership to put tuberculosis and its adverse impact on citizens' health and the country on the national agenda. There's a conversation for us to have on this after the break. Stay with us. You will enjoy free life insurance, free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole seven, and even more consolation rewards. The EcoBank double salary promo reloaded. We will. Guy, this EcoBank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Yara. But maybe next time, Charlie. You know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Hey, yo, myself. I'd go check my BP. We're going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Chairman, you see the white sign it yet? Who's who be belittled? Open an EcoBank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the EcoBank double salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And the job life regardless. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. True, my daughter. Well, it's father, it was It's not true. But why? Hey! Syntax <laughs> <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntax again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntax gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntax is the answer. Syntax is strong. 
$100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. An with the most carefully crafted homes, well-demarcated spaces, and everything that makes you feel comfortable. In this season of the Real Estate Show, the Buena Vista Home Real Estate Show, everything you need in a home will be disguised. Peace, comfort, security, and every other thing real estate related. Don't miss this edition of the Buena Vista Homes Real Estate Show with me, Ethi Anderson Real Estate Related. Don't miss this edition of the Buena Vista Homes Real Estate Show with me, Ethi Anderson. It is all banners, all permit to me a local number. So I'm going to make a number of nation, a nation. To reduce unemployment, Worky Dreadlocks is ready to train the youth to perfect their lock craft. People having this discriminatory perception that folks with dreadlocks are uneducated and dangerous is slowly waning off. Thankfully, now there's no greater peace than you being your true natural self. So please, rock your dreadlocks, my dear, because we are in season. For Joy News, Mona Lisa from Pond, Kumasi. 
She's definitely in season. That's uh, the marketplace. Before we go, let's check the headlines for you on our website, myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Um, our top story there, we will protect the public purse. We will spend what we earn of... from this TV partnership and this network means to the MPC. In fact, if you look at the health committee, the chairman of the health committee, Dr. Nana Yufia himself was there. Dr. Uh, the MP for NAPDAM, Dr. Ked Nawani was also there. So, either two have not had or have not had much of a conversation around whether or not TV was such a big thing for parliamentarians. But today, MPs are now commenting and they are saying that this is something really that they think and keeping the process in terms of putting TV back on the higher pedestal of the country. Interesting. Uh, and, and, and so from the way the parliament, parliamentarians received this, do you see any sort of, you know, uh, commitment, higher commitment, really, to this cause? Well, that, 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 that's actually the biggest takeaway from today. In fact, in time past when conversations about media has been had on the floor, it was almost, almost always rushed off as though it was not really important. But today, MPs are committing that whenever health ministry budget comes, for instance, they are going to make sure that there is something big for TB. It means that they are going to be speaking about it, they are going to make statements about it on the floor. They are going to demand that the health ministry, the Ghana Health Service, which was also there, I saw, I saw uh, doctor, the, the health of public promotion of the Ghana Health Service was also, also there. So it's also the bigger commitment that is coming in now. But now MPs are showing when the deputy speaker made his speech, he, he actually acknowledged how big of a concern TB is in the country and how big of an issue that the citizens must take it. And they are starting this from Parliament, committing to ensure that there is enough budgetary allocation to the health ministry, to the Ghana Health Service and all other allied services. So clearly this partnership coming from the TB partnership it is it's an incredible feat for parliamentarians now. And they say this is something that they're going to hope on and show that what is necessary is done. Did they give any reasons why probably in the past it hadn't been that huge on the agenda as members of parliament? Well, no reasons officially were given, but you realize that for politicians, they usually move with the wind. So mm. if something is big, you can certainly see that MPs will hop on it. Okay. TB isn't a thing that has come up so big on the floor. In fact, in the last year, it hasn't even come up on the floor at all. No questions have been filed usually on, on such on such important matters. That's so important what this TV partnership is doing to bring agenda to the doorsteps of Parliament. There's a okay. caucus for, 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 for parliamentarians to hop on this. There's a TV caucus in Parliament. What the partnership with this group is now seeking to do is to revitalize that caucus to ensure that it's big on the agenda. And people concede that they should have done more, they should have done better. But there's no better time to do it than now. Okay. And it's always better late than never. All right. Grateful to you, Greg Asante, joining us from Parliament. Thankfully, we've been joined in the studio by David Kwesi Afre. He is the chairman of the Stop TB Partnership Ghana. And uh, he's here for us to have a chat on this. Grateful to you for joining us now. Thank the you. campaign against TB, just like HIV and AIDS, um, has been a long one. Question is, why is it still a challenge? Yeah, thank you so much, Koku. Uh, TB is still a challenge because a lot more people die of TB in Ghana than you can imagine. It is clear, according to our own prevalence surveys, mm -hmm. when you are taking every 
100,000 persons of Ghana, you have a minimum of 87 active TB cases. 100,000. When you take every 100,000 population in Ghana, you have 87, you have 87 active TB cases. 100,000. When you take every 100,000 population in Ghana, you have 87, you have 87 active TB cases. As for 2023 and 2024, with the remainder capitalized as two bonds, already some labor unions have threatened a shutdown with a showdown, rather, with pension managers if they consider the new debt restructuring proposal put forward by the finance minister. Uh, joining us to make sense of this is Associate uh, Professor of Finance at the Andrews University, uh, Williams Pippa, I appreciate your time with us this afternoon. So what's your understanding of this offer being put forward by government and why is there a need for uh, a new debt restructuring offer at this time? Good afternoon, Barrel, and thank you for calling me. Um, also, good afternoon to your viewers. Um, it, it, we must admit that the um, government has indicated that it is, it is facing um, a lot of um, financial challenges. So let me put it in finance terms, liquidity challenges. Um, government's ability to raise the needed funds to pay for these bonds when they... 10,000 annually. Mm-hmm. And so you have many more people dying every day of TB. The statistics are very scary. So, so we are finding or funding sputum of a presumed yeah. TB case to the lab. We are supposed to use that machine to screen in a lab to determine whether. And we have not. We don't have up to half of the country covered. Okay. In other words, mm. this is the reason why, uh, with the Stop TB Partnership Ghana, for example, you have NGOs transporting sputum mm. from one district to the other where you can find the machine so that you cut down the catastrophic cost it has to take to get one person to, be, to know that they are positive. So they go to the communities to, to go and screen and then when they presume that you are TB positive, then they take the specimen, which is principally the sputum. This sputum must be tested in a laboratory for you to be confirmed positive or negative. Okay. Now, the machine that detects this, I'm telling you, we don't even have enough in the country. Are these not the machines that are doing the height of COVID? We had to convert some of them to be doing the, cost, uh, the, the, the COVID testing. Exactly. Those are the machines. Those are the, the machines. Mm-hmm. So what happened is that they were using a different machine for COVID. Mm-hmm. But along the line, then we have to rework things to see how we use the genus yeah. machines also yeah. test. Mm-hmm. And this is why COVID tests were traveling from one region to Accra before they are tested in Gucci. Mm-hmm. Until the gene. So, what we need is more of the gene experts in the country. If we can have more gene experts in the country, have more money coming in from government. You know, as we speak, we actually have only um, for the next three years we have a budget of eighteen million dollars from our donors. That is global fund. Okay. The government of Ghana's commitment is not there. So, what we need now? Now, the TV program needs a budget of about eighteen million dollars annually. Okay. So if you have only 18 million for the next three years from your donors, if you divide 18 million by three, do we have up to nine million? No. no. You need 18. We million need 18 every annually. Year. Yes. But but your partners are making 18 million for you for three years. So we need government support. Mm. We need the president of Ghana to come in, just as he allocated resources to uh, COVID when COVID came. He need to allocate report. Mm. 
we need the president of Ghana to come in. Just as he allocated resources to uh, COVID when COVID came, he need to allocate on, on their bonds. That is the most important one, the sensitivity. So they must have to do a calculation, we call it um, immunization, to be able to make sure that the liabilities they are in hands of government will be able to manage. And so we want to call on the president of Ghana. We want to call on the ministers, minister of finance. We want to call on parliament. And that is why we were in parliament to Today. do this. And the others are supporting him to make sure that they drive resource mobilization for TV in Ghana. They are, they are aware of the gaps, and the commitment is clear. The deputy speaker, I was with him, with the team, my team was in, with him in the office today for about an hour discussing the processes we have to go through to make sure that we have increased budget in the next budget 2024 for TV. Mm. And it is, it is resounding and it is uh, becoming more refreshing that the energy is catching up with parliament. Mm. If the leadership of parliament today represented by uh, Honorable Siyama, the only speaker around the country for in, the, in the time, ready to make sure that he drives the business. In fact, he promised categorically to take it to the business of parliament to ensure that uh, resources are located to TV in the next budget. Okay, interesting. Now, we understand that this event uh, um, is a build-up to the UN high-level meeting in September. Yes. What is, what is that about, and why is it crucial for the campaign against uh, TV? So this is what happens. For example, in, in 2018, we had the president of Ghana and all other presidents around the nation going to the United Nations uh, um, uh, uh, general meeting on TV, mm. and they signed on to certain declarations which were supposed to be targets that Ghana has to achieve. For example, we came back from New York. We were not able to achieve those targets. We are around 60 65% of achieving those targets. Now, we have an upcoming... UN high-level meeting again on TV in September 2023, specifically. Mm -hmm. And Ghana is expected to participate, of course. So now, revitalizing the TV caucus in Parliament is a tool to make sure that, one, the parliamentarians are able to work with the missions, Ghana's missions in the United, to the United Nations, mm -hmm. and to ensure that Ghana participates in building the declarations that are supposed to be uh, meant for nations to sign. So then... After the commitment, mm. after this declaration is designed, we need to get the MPs as a tool and to get all that matter in the office of the president, office of Ghana Health Services, office of the National TV Program, and then among we, the civil society, we must form part of that delegation to go to the United Nations meeting on TV, and then we all form part of the declaration. When we are back, we want parliament again. Uh, to be caucus in parliament again to be a central tool for the account, demand of accountability on the president and all of us in, in making sure that we translate those declarations that we are going to sign on to in, in, in September this year mm. into commitment for the country to make sure step by step those declarations that we are going to sign on to in, in, in September this year mm. into commitment for the country to make sure step by step um. It's good in where, where it's also going to reduce the cash flow burden on government if this offer is accepted. Um, the only caveat is that um, the, what to be the... The people are treated. We are making sure that there are availability of all the logistics that are needed in this cascade of TB mm. uh, uh, 
business mm. in order that we are thanking our mother mm. organization, the Stop Tea Partnership Geneva. Thank you, Luchika. Thank you, uh, Chief of Business. Mm. In order that we are thanking our mother mm. organization, the Stop Tea Partnership Geneva. Thank you, Luchika. Thank you, uh, Chief Austin. This as well, but discussions are still ongoing, so we'll keep monitoring. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Professor Williams Pepper, Associate Professor of Finance at the Andrews University, for speaking with us uh, this afternoon. You're watching the marketplace. Let's move on to other stories. Government statistician Professor Samuel Kobney named the agenda. Mm. So we know that their commitment hasn't been good. But that also means that we have not held them accountable. Mm -hmm. Okay? So our role as civil society now is to make sure that we are holding them accountable. Mm -hmm. And so $20 million. Okay? okay? You can divide that into three and know the annual budget. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then HIV is receiving $40 million. You understand? Year. Mm -hmm. Every year. Mm -hmm. And HIV is $95 million. And TB is $18 million. So if TB is $18 million, how do we end TB? Mm. Now, TB actually needs a minimum of $18 million a year. Mm. And we have been getting from our donors $18 million for the next three years. So we need the president to come in. Mm. We need the president to come in. The donors have tried their best. They are bringing something. Now, TB is killing. Look, <laughs> it's serious. Yeah. Somebody will need to... Talk more about this. Yeah. We, we call on all of you, the media, to get interested. Call on the National TV Control Program. We'll bring them. Let's discuss it. Mm. The number of people who die every year out of TV. In fact, when we even detect people and they are on treatment, those that die because they are not detected early. Most of this is because we don't have the resources to go looking for them. Mm. You see, when COVID came, the president allocated money for case Tracing. Uh, yeah, tracing. You understand? Con contact tracing. Contact tracing. Mm. So where is the money for contact tracing? For TB. For TB. If I am TB tomorrow, mm. there should be resources allocated in one form or the other. But, but if we know we don't have the, the funds, that, you know, it's not coming for us to do that, then we have to look at how we can prevent people from getting it, isn't it? How can someone prevent him or herself from contracting TB? See, treatment is prevention. If you have person living with TB with you, you don't have a choice. Okay. So the biggest way of prevention is treatment. So those who are already existing, this is why we're talking about vaccine for COVID, so that you limit the number of people who are carrying the disease. Mm. And when people become immune and we have herd immunity, where majority of the people are vaccinated, they're fine. Now until we have the vaccine for TB, we are not there. We already have that estimate of 44,000 people who are in Ghana living with TB annually, if we work hard, we should be able to find. And we are not finding them. So what it means is very simple. Mm. We have to, those who are already living with TB, mm. we must invest to find them. find them. If we can find them and cure them off the system, okay. nobody will get infested again. Mm. So, so, so in your estimation, what, 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 what does the Ghana Health Service need in the, in the short term to help the tuberculosis control unit to mitigate the spread is resources. We need urgent resources. You see, when the, when the program has money now, one, they will increase the number of diagnostics facilities mm. in, the, in the country. Mm. Now, this diagnosis uh, machine called GeneSpect also needs what we call the cartridges to be able to operate it. Now, we have always had shortages of cartridges. The reason we have shortage of cartridges is because of lack of resources. Okay. So, our donors say that we are going to give you this amount of money for TB. Now, you are working. And the money they've given to you, you have used it to procure certain logistics 
including cartridges, mm. put on containers, drugs, and all of that. Now, before you realize, the shortages have come because government has not had money to buy more to cover the country. Okay. And so there is always shortages of everything. So we have shortages of gene experts, we have shortages of X-ray machines, mm. we have shortages of cartridges, we have shortage, you have shortage of drugs, wow. shortages of sputum containers, short so human resources not everywhere. Oh wow. But that's a serious issue then. Good. So we need the president to bring his voice onto the table for TB. And it is Ghanaians who are dying. The, in the last two years, the president has vetted, invested uh, uh, $100 million for COVID. Mm. And today, he can declare COVID not a threat to Ghana. Mm -hmm. If he can bring the same attention to TB, the Ghana Health Service will do their work, mm. just as they did it for COVID. Okay. The National Team Program is available. I salute Dr. Yaweru Sipoku. Mm. I salute uh, the Director of Public Health, Dr. Franklin Siedube Queen. They are doing a wonderful job. What they need is resources. Okay. Call on the Director General of the Ghana and he will tell you what he needs is resources to make sure that there are simple, simple logistics that have to be driven. Civil society is ready. We have NGOs in every district, mm. but we don't have all of them actively working because we don't have the resources to uh, move them. The funds. We don't have the funds. We have NGOs in every district, mm. but we don't have all of them actively working because we don't have the resources to uh, move them. The funds. We don't have the funds. Of a lot of Ghanaians went down. Mm. So people were not demanding. People were not buying. And so if there is shortage of cartridges. Yes. The resource. We're done is zero. Mm. So if we are going to drive TB to an end by 2030, we need to drive. <laughs> The last time we checked, we had 30 people dying every year. 30 guys yeah, every, 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 every day, day yes. of TB. Yeah, yeah. Globally, it's a huge figure. We're talking about $1.6 million. Wow. <laughs> Something must change. Yes. Something has to. In fact, TB is now killing more than malaria and HIV. Uh, yeah, because if 30 people are dying, Ooh, yes. that's, that's serious. Oh, yes. I, and I hope that the right there. And, and Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. That is Ghanaian figure. Mm. Okay, I understand where you go. Yes. You mean that these are the ones that are recorded? Yes. The ones that are not recorded. You can imagine that. Yeah. Interesting. You can imagine. We wish you the best in this fight, and we hope that indeed it becomes a, a topical issue. Like, like you've, you've stated, we would also do our part yes. to ensure that we all drive this, because it's scary. There's, the numbers you're giving are very, very scary. 30 people dying each day. Oh, yes. It's a scary number. Thank you for coming, sir. God bless you. All right. Now, you're still watching Joy News, uh, the polls on the Joy News channel. Now, Ghana's Nuclear Regulatory Authority, NRA, is advising against people's choice to live under high tensions or telecommunication masts. According to the authority, the exposure to the radiations from these masts over a long period of time can have a negative impact on a person's future generations. They're also advising people to demand for certificate of authorization whenever they go for x-rays or scans at the hospital since unauthorized service providers uh, can't expose patients to negative health impact. 
have been engaging Dr. Henry Levy, the head of non-ionizing application department at the NRA. Thank you so much for agreeing to speak to us. Um, we have a lot of people who have built their houses yeah. under high tensions and under telecommunication mast. Um, let's start with the high tension one. How dangerous is it for someone or some people to live under high tensions? Good, thank you. Now, for all those high tension cables that you see, they transmit electricity. And electricity basically is the flow of electrons. And whenever electricity is flowing, or the electrons are transmit electricity. And electricity basically is the flow of electrons. And whenever electricity is flowing, or the electrons are flowing. We should move from being a political document to a document that is developmental in nature. Yeah. If you look at all their manifestos, they have policies for industry. Go and check the level of implementation of this uh, uh, policy. It becomes too political. Let's do what we have written. If other countries come, they pick our policies, they go and implement, and they're able to do. And we are here with developing policies. Now, this magnetic field that are generated, we consider them as a non-ionizing radiation. Mm. And when you are located within the non, this non-ionizing radiation, you are located in the field. It's likely that generation, mm. um, others in your generation, it could affect, it could affect them. Now, when you come to the electromagnetic radiations. The effect may not cause may not cause you something that you may you may see, okay? Because the non-ionizing radiations, their energies are not that strong enough to cause um, ionization. Okay. So what it can cause, it can cause some heating effects, mm. and this he- heating effects could um, even cause damage to your cells in the long term, and that could uh, give you some health effects. Okay. Yes. So it means that in your future generations some deformities can come up as a result of the prolonged living under this, this, this Yes, yes, it, it, it's possible. Now, in this, in this field, um, it's not like in the field of ionizing radiation where there are concrete data to show that. Mm-hmm. But for non-ionizing, um, there is that probability that it could, it could happen. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you need to avoid, avoid, avoid that. Oh, okay. Yes. But we yes. don't have specificities. specifics in terms of the impact that they've had or recorded. Great. Yes. You see, when you come to ionizing radiation, mm. you know, there have been accidents and incidents, and based on that, there's enough data to conclude that these are the effects that mm. can be caused. But for non-ionizing, we do not have those much information to come to that conclusion. Okay. But, but what, what the, the, the assumption is that it could lead to certain effects. Okay. There are studies to show that there could be such effects and for radiation you don't you don't just assume that that thing will happen it's better to assume something could happen and take measures than to to say nothing will happen okay probably you may not be around and maybe your second or third generation could have effects due to the fact that you decide to stay in that in that field Mm. that's why it's better not to stay in that field. Mm. Now, to mm. add to that, there, there are some things that we consider whenever you are in a magnet, in a, in a uh, radiation field. Mm-hmm. The first one is to reduce the dose, the dose of radiation to you. We consider three things, uh, radiation field. Mm-hmm. The first one is to reduce the dose, the dose of radiation to you. We consider three things. Portion the Western region. It was a market day. They walked for several kilometers while transporting their produce from their farms. 
Finally, you are waiting for buyers in Beposu. Cassava is what Mami Mansa sells, and she has been at the market for close to three hours. The buyers come and leave without purchasing. She tells me that the buyers live with various excuses. What happened to you is high. Okay. Then the second one is the distance. The closer you are to the source of the radiation, the higher the probability, the higher in danger over the long term period. Yes, yes, they are. They are. Okay. It's not the best of things to, to, to do. Mm. And there are some, some uh, readings that are saying that, you see, the, I mentioned earlier that magnetic fields are mm. generated. Mm. And then you know our brains, when they are working, they send signals, electric signals that are sent. And these magnetic fields will actually interact with the signals that are sent by your brain. Mm. And that could also create a problem. Oh, okay. Yes. So there, there are, those thoughts are, are actually there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. What about the telecommunication mast? We've, we've, we've heard in the past that oh, if you live under the telecommunication mast, you may end up getting cancer. Yeah. How is that also? Yes. Now that that is that is just just like the one I mentioned that to do with the the, the, the high tension high tension cables. It's the same thing. Also emits electromag. It also emits uh, non ionizing radiation. Mm. So when you stay in that field for a long time, those effects you can you can suffer them. Okay. Those stochastic um, effects mm. you can suffer them when you stay in those fields for a long a long time. Okay. Yes, that's true. But but if that's the case, why do we allow? Uh, telecommunication companies to erect masts in places where we live. Thank you. Now, um, before any any company are talking um, can mount a telecommunication mast in any locality at all, mm. there are measurements taken, and when measurements are taken, then when they real they, they realize that the values that they are getting is safe. It's then that you can be allowed to mount um, the mast at that particular um, location. And current CPA that is uh, in charge in charge of that. Mm-hmm. So if if the mast fails the test, there's no way EPA will allow them to build that that mast. Mm-hmm. And then even where people are to 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 live around the mast indicated. But you know, people will still go there. Mm-hmm. But just you just want to tell people that once the demarcation has been done don't establish or build within that you are just creating problem for yourself but sometimes these masters are, are built or constructed erected yeah in people's homes yes. behind the house yes. on top of the house yes yes mm-hmm. and in all these cases that you see mm-hmm. that is if that particular mast has been authorized mm. the measurement has been done and where the people are is deemed to be safe if they are not safe they won't allow them to i mean stay be there or they won't allow the mass to be built mm. yes so there's nothing like us getting cancer those those are myths they're not they're not they're not i mean um things that you have evidence to back there's nothing like that yes you mean those those are built under when, the, when we live when, under well, the telecom mast and what have you um it's 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 i cannot tell you that those things they cannot get cancer because getting cancer may not come only from the telephone oh yeah mask. No, I'm if, if it's only from that. only from those ones mm-hmm. the probability that is if you live 
in the zone that is if, if you are not in a zone that is demar demarcated as unsafe mm. if you don't live there mm. then the probability that you get it will be uh, very low okay very okay. low yes but, but why is the epa doing that and not you the nra good question you know before the nra was established in um 2016 mm. 2016 that was when nra was established then epa was already doing that and then they use radiation protection institute that's the ghana atomic energy commission to do the measurements for them mm -hmm. and then they, that's how it was and then they have i think one of their their their, their regulations or so mm -hmm. that did not uh, repeal or whatever time okay. they use mm -hmm. that particular clause so they are still okay they are still doing it. but when it comes to you may see it as our mandate mm -hmm. as uh, nra but because they were doing it um, that is why they are still doing mm. it. Yes. So you are saying that if I live under a high tension yes. or under a telecommunication mast, I shouldn't be afraid because the EPA has taken the readings and when it's not dangerous enough, they will allow the mast to be there. So we shouldn't worry. Yes, that is what, that is what it means. Mm. But here we are talking only about the radiation um, hazards. Yeah, radiation. yeah exactly. Yes. But there are other ones that are not to do with radiation. Yes, you could have the mass falling and all those things. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a different issue. Okay, but in terms of radiation, we should Yes, we in should terms worry. of radiation, yes. Mm. But just that when you live there continuously, generations after you can have the impact. Yes, it's, it's possible. Okay. It's possible. Mm. That is why as much as possible, mm. if you can avoid it, do so. Mm. Do so, okay. especially when that mass has not been authorized by the EPA. Mm. If it has not, if it is authorized by EPA, uh, then it's safer. Mm. Yes, then, then, then let me put it that it's, it's, it's safe. Because if it's not safe, they won't authorize it. But, but how can the ordinary citizen tell yeah. that this mast has been authorized by the EPA? Great. So if you live in a community, mm. you can always check from the operators. You can check from them or you can go to EPA and ask them whether this particular mask has been authorized. Mm. You can go to EPA or you can ask whoever is there to show you evidence. We, whatever, whenever NRA, whenever we authorize any facility, we give them a certificate. And then one of the licensing conditions is that, or one of the authorization conditions, is that you have to display that certificate where, or at a point, at a place which is visible to um, people around, it should be visible to them, they should know that you are authorized. So if you, if you pass by any maybe x-ray facility and then you don't see NRA um, certificate there, then it means we've not authorized it. Okay. Or either, we, it could be that we've authorized it, but the people did not display it there. Okay. Yes. Okay. So okay. You, can, you can always ask, mm. as a member of the public. Once we're talking about radiation, uh, another thing that is commonly perceived to be dangerous to our health is the usage of microwaves. Yes. How true is that? Yes, microwaves also non-ionizing, and they can also there's the probability that they can cause these uh, radiation um, hazards mm. or radiation risk is, is also there. Mm. Yes. So the microwave, whenever you are using it, you have to be sure, you have to make sure that it's not leaking. Because when it's leaking, then it means that the radiation that's not supposed to come out is coming out. Mm. So in trying to shield the radiation from, I mean, when you look straight into the, you know, the, the, the window, you look straight in there, you see that there's something like a, a mesh in there. Mm. Yes, yeah, so that mesh 
kind of prevents the microwaves radiation from coming out out to you that is why you have to make sure that when you are using your microwave the door is actually closed it seems the system is designed in such a way that when it's not closed you, you can power it on okay but some can find a way around it mm. the door is not closing they can try and then close it themselves and then power it without there could be leakage mm. and that could harm that could harm you okay yeah so but, but i mean we expose the food in the microwave to yes. the heat yes. we don't cover it yes isn't that a source of worry as well um okay so the the the, the fear that people have is that mm. because it's microwave after warming the food the microwaves will remain in the food and then you eat and you are eating microwave but but that is not the case the energy of the radiation is what will interact with the water um, in the food and then it warms up the water that that is at the end it warms up the the, the food so it's not like it's a microwave that is deposited in the food mm. no it's, it's not because when you when you take food out of out of the microwave and then you take an instrument to measure whether there's microwaves you're not likely going to, to see anything but yes the people advise that you take food out of the microwave put it down for some time before you eat it is just a fear that it, there may be some microwaves emitted mm. in there that, okay. That's okay but scientifically i can just pull my food out of the microwave and start eating nothing no problem at all okay yes you that 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 can be that can be done it's not like for for if the mic microwaves mm. If they are actually like uh, like particles, mm. there are particles that go into the food, and when that happens, some of the particle is deposited in the in the food. Then you can you can think of something like that, but that is not that is not the case. Okay, that okay. is not the case. So so when does it become the okay? So my door is is okay. I close it. Yes, nothing is coming out. Yes, That's it. yes. You know, even the manufacturer when the manufacturers they, they take all those measurements. Mm but most of the time we don't read the manuals okay but if you read the manuals you realize that they've passed the test before they get in here mm. especially the new ones mm. but what we are thinking of is those secondhand ones okay because probably they've been used over there for a long time before coming here some some are even old before coming in here mm. they need to check whether they are leaking before it gets to the market but the energy commission checks that the energy commission for for the the second hand ones or you mean the new ones the, don't they check for the second hand ones? well the second hand ones i don't know okay. when the importers bring them to them and then selling the market i don't know whether energy commission checks that if they are checking then they are checking for the the power consumption mm. that is why they need to check on okay. and not the the radiation but why aren't you also checking for the radiation bit ah oh, good question you see these microwaves when they bring them they come in 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 bulk quite a lot a lot of a lot of them probably you want to just sample a number of them and then and then do the check mm. because you can't go a lot a lot of a lot of them probably you want to just sample a number of them and then and then do the check mm. because you can't go to just for instance have a bit rate of 8.7 percent Rwanda 8.2 percent Botswana 5.8%, Namibia 4.6%. So all these countries have recorded growth rates above that of Ghana. Now we see in West Africa, Ghana and Nigeria 
actually recorded the same voice rate, Ghana 3.1, Nigeria 3.1. However, we have about two or three counties, two countries actually recording growth rate below that of Ghana. That is Tunisia 2.4% and South Africa 2.0%. All right, uh, Isaac, thank you so much. That information helps. Our numbers cannot, cannot do that. Yes, we are thinking of, especially the, 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 um, the used ones that come into the country. Mm. We are thinking of getting the, we need a, a lot of, a lot of uh, help from our parliaments when we send our regulations to them and then they work on them and they are promulgated. That will help us and it gives us that more power to actually do our, our work. Because let's take it that you have somebody who has imported a micro, micro is in bulk, you go, you are going to do inspection, you want to take measurements and that could take maybe some time before such a thing is done. And then the person says, which law are you using to come and do this? Mm. Right? You know, this is this legal thing, as much as possible, you want to uh, uh, be sure on what you are doing. You are backed by the law. So when you do it, and the people should be ready to, or even when they are importing, let me, let me use x-rays. Mm. For x-rays, you don't import an x-ray into the country. This is the one they use in the hospitals or wherever. You don't import any unless we give you permit. Okay. If we import it without permit, then that is a violation. Okay. And you have to you have to be dealt with. Okay. Uh -huh. I'll bring you to the X-ray conversation. Okay. But with the so for brand new microwaves, do you check them? Currently, no. You don't we check that too. We are not. But we tend we intend to 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 start doing that. So how can I trust yeah. that even if it's a brand new microwave, I am safe to use it? Good. Um, at times, you you need to rely you need to rely on the the manufacturer's manual, okay? Because outside there, most of the time, this SV, I'm I'm using the SV again as an example. Mm. Before they get into the country, where it is manufactured, they do those tests. Mm. So when they come here, they come with those certificates, but we do our tests and confirm. Mm. Yes, that is how that is how it is. Mm. So what it means is that those ones, the new ones. They come, they are confirmed, they are, the tests have been done. But we over here, we've not confirmed, mm. confirmed it. So that, that is... That so you're only believing that the guys over there have done the right thing? Yes. So if in case, because of business, they haven't done it, then all of us are at risk then? That, that is, unfortunately, that is how it will look like. Yes. Mm. But you see, there are, there are, there are rules and reg regulations. If, those, if the company, there's a licensed company, they are bound to do the right thing. Okay. But if they are not... You know, you can have people that will do these things without them. That's where the challenge Question or your advice for people who would want to buy microwaves that are second-hand ones? Well, for, for the second-hand ones, as much as possible. I don't want to sound like I'm spoiling somebody's market, but I'm looking at health, health here. Sure, yeah. So as much as possible, if you have the means, don't go for the, the, the um, second-hand one. Mm. Don't go for those ones. Try and then get the new one. Okay. Yes, it's safer that way. Mm. With this X-ray conversation, um, what's your role in there as the nuclear regulatory authority? X-rays. Yeah. Okay. So our act mandates us to actually regulate anything that has to do with radiation mm. devices, and even if you want to do research. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. And that research has to do with radiation. You need a authorization to do such such a thing so that the, that's the briefly that is what okay so if i go to do an uh, x-ray at a, at, at a hospital or yes. any facility that offers that service what should i look out for okay so as as a member of the public you go to an x-ray facility the first thing that you need to look out for to be sure that machine it's working well and I'm safe. What you have to do is look out for the NRA um, certificate. It should be displayed where you can see it. Mm. When you don't see such a thing, then it's likely that that facility has not been authorized. And when the facility or if the facility is not authorized and mm. then you deal with them, then you do that as, at your own risk. Okay. But when they are authorized, it means NRA is giving you some assurance that that facility um, is, is, is safe. Okay. Yeah. How do I know? I mean, what should I do? If I go there, I don't see anything on the wall. Yes. Good. If you don't see anything on the wall, mm. ask the operator or whoever is there, ask whether they've been authorized and ask for the evidence that the facility has been authorized. Sometimes you go there as a patient, yes. you, you're feeling things. Yes. You just want to go through the process. Yes. Uh, would the person really have that time to ask, let me see your whole certificate before? Realistically, if the person, unless, of course, you are not in pain and you're walking there healthy, but you, yes. you, you've been asked to check something, that's fine, you can do that. But when someone is in need of a relief, he or she might not consider or have the, the patience to go and ask for a certificate. Yes, that, that, is, that is very true. So that is why we are encouraging the, the public that when you see a facility that does not have the certification, kindly inform NRA so that we will move and then make sure that whatever is there is corrected before the patient we are talking about gets to that. Welcome to What If, the show where I, Jake from State Farm, answer your insurance what ifs. We've got a call from Millie. What's up? Hi, Jake. Uh, what if, hypothetically, a moose gets mad at my car and <gasps> rams into my windshield? Hypothetically. Oh, just file a claim on the app. At State Farm, we're there for your what ifs. Great, but what if the moose eats my phone? Hypothetically. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Welcome to What If, the show where I, Jake from State Farm, answer your insurance what ifs. We've got a call from Millie. What's up? Hi, Jake. Uh, what if, hypothetically, a moose gets mad at my car and 
rams into my windshield, hypothetically. Oh, just file a claim on the app. At State Farm, we're there for your what-ifs. Great, but what if the moose eats my phone, hypothetically? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Then we go in there. If they are not authorized, we make sure they do the right thing. Mm. So that is why we, we want the, the public to know. You go to any facility, the S3 facility, and then um, you don't see our, our certificate there. Kindly inform the NRA, mm. and then the, the appropriate measures will be the right thing. Uh, so, so in terms of radiation, I'm told there's a, there's a device that you use doing the work. What should I look out for to say, okay, these people are doing that? Okay. To conclude that that facility is not authorized. Okay. Because what you are talking about, the batch that you are talking about, you are talking about is only the operator of the machine that wears that, mm-hmm. that batch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you go, if you go in and the person exposes you before you see the batch or you don't see the batch, mm-hmm. that will not be the best. That is why we actually advise that they display the certificate outside. Because for the lay person, it will be very difficult. Mm. Be very but difficult. how dangerous is it for me to go for services from a facility that has no authorization? Um, so you are exposing yourself to radiation. Mm. You see, when the facility is not authorized, then it could be, or it could happen, that the level of radiation that that machine is supposed to emit, that will be safe for you. That is, if NRA has authorized that facility. You have a facility, and then let me just use numbers, okay? Let's assume that for the problem that you have, mm. the broken bone that you have, the X-ray level that they need to do that, let's think that is 10 that they need to. So if NRA will go to that facility, we're going to do measurements and see if it is 10 that is coming out. Now, if, the, if it's 10 that is coming out, so if it's 10, then it's, you are safe. But if a machine that has not been authorized is emitting, like, let's say, about 40, and then you go there, you expose yourself, that level is too high for you, and that could cause a problem for you. Okay. Yes. That is why always you go to a facility, when it's radiation emitting, make sure that you, you, you see the, the, the sign there, the NRA certificate, mm. then that gives you that assurance mm. that... This facility has been authorized. What do you do when you get a facility that has not been authorized? Well, when a facility has not been authorized, the law mandates us to take a number of uh, measures. We could close that facility down. We close it down and then make sure that all that they have to do in order to be authorized, they do, they do that. Mm-hmm. So when they apply to us, then we'll go for inspection. Mm-hmm. we do our inspections and then do all our verifications. And then when that facility meets our requirements, then that facility is given authorization. Okay. So just to wrap it up, uh, wrap this conversation up, what, what would be your advice to people who are watching us now, from those who are living under pylons yeah. to those who are using, I mean, microwave, microwave we all use yes. microwaves in our homes, yeah. to, you know, people who are going for x-ray services? Yes. Okay, thank you. So my advice to members of the public is that in all these things you need to make sure that you are thank you so my advice to members of the public is that in all these things you need to make sure that you are in ensuring that our mandate for trade facilitation for revenue generation and protection and public health and safety is achieved and so whenever there are new taxes that are introduced, we are poised 
to ensure that the mandate government has given us is achieved. And we strive to do that with a lot of um, improvements in the way we do business, especially in the area of digitalization. I would like to mention that we now have what you call the authorized economic operators, which is um, one of the you know pillars of the World Customs Organization and the World Trade Organization, where we intend to ensure that compliant traders or trusted traders have little or minimum customs control over their activities. And so once a trusted trader has the accreditation from customs division, you're able to import your goods into the country without any interferences from customs. Because you stay there for a very long time, and then even depending on your sensitivity, it could create problem for you. So do not stay, stay, stay there. And then for for the hi, now let me share my wildlife experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley. Our electric shuttle pulled up, and in no time, our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the eco park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. We watched these animals roam freely in their natural habitat and disturb the animals. We saw zebras, sable antelopes, brown cranes, mala, silverfish, bananas, Shetland ponies, and so many animals are just getting people. Our tour guides told us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this price for adults? This price for teenagers. This for adults. It's a bargain. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature. Smile, hmm? Look lively, okay? Smile, smile! Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn, gas pain, flatulence, and indigestion. Hey guys, what are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. Mwah. Can you bring down the smiles more? <laughs> Gastron, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written and approved by the FDA. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, Download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. It's the Premier League, all on DSTV. All the goals, clashes, and moments. All of Rashford, Salah, and Saka. The start is getting better and better. All in the language of your choice. All in HD. Available on all these bouquets to choose from. To watch on all these devices. Get DSTV with an HD decoder plus one month compact for 299 CDs. It's the Premier League. All on DSTV.
You're welcome to it. It's Let's Talk Showbiz. And uh, today we are actually going to talk showbiz. And we are getting up close and personal. And then I'll also let you in on something that Chami Kwame has started. But my elements of surprise, who has released a new one of his upcoming album. And he's telling me he doesn't know between September and October when he's going to be releasing that album. But the single is out. And... Is, is pretty exciting the title of the album and the single. The single is Obra. Mm. Yeah, my elements of surprise today. Yeah, the man himself talk. Yo, what's up? Everything cool. Everything, Everything solid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been it's a been minute we, we, we met and we had a talk. Yeah. I think the last time was at in Oda, yeah, right? Eugene Show. Eugene Show. Yeah. When you told me that you'll be releasing a track today mm. and it's out there today, today, right? Obra. Mm. Featuring Roy from South Africa. Oh, okay. Wow, I like I, I like the way you're experimenting with the African countries and the rappers. I'm trying to like conquer Africa, you know. That's the goal. Years, that's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah, to conquer West Africa, okay. and then we move straight to the international stage. Yeah. Well, already international, a lot of people know you. Can't can't see Stormzy, man. Yeah. As you actually blown you, and also the stages that you've been on. Mm. I mean, from last year till now. Yeah. A lot of stages, right? Big big stages. That's good. Yeah, um, every time I go on YouTube, um, I always go and go and listen to your freestyle with Amado and as a quick flick. Yes, yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Yes, appreciate yes, it. every time, every time I go like, yeah, that's my dude. That's the next big thing to hit. Yes. What well, let's talk about, bruh. Mm. So wait, to yeah, but sorry, yeah, street anthem. Yeah. I mean, we are we're waiting for another street anthem. Is yeah. it Obra? Oh yeah, we got we got a lot of street anthems, anthems. out there. Okay. Obra is new. Mm -hmm. It was like a full song, you know. So I wanted to release it like last month. Okay. So my people were like, "Now nah, let's put someone on." Okay. I was like, "Come," because I wanted to release that song like very early. So I was like, "Okay, bring the guy on." Roy sent his verse. I listened. I went crazy. The next week, the following we dropped it, and the promo was on. Okay. Yeah, okay. so it's kind of like back-to-back -back work. So uh, it, the initial idea was to do it with you alone yeah, on it? with me alone. But mm -hmm. when the team listened, it was like, let's put someone on. How? So if you're putting someone on, mm -hmm. my thoughts would have been, oh, okay, the next place you look is Nigeria. Mm -hmm. But you go all the way to South Africa. What yeah. informed that decision? I think there's business there too. There's like people that come fell in love with my tune and everything. So okay. by just moving around. Mm. Yeah, that's how we're doing. And also, what I'm getting is, if you're moving around, then it looks like you are gradually trying to get into every African country. Yeah, every African country. I have songs with different African countries, like African artists, like from Tanzania, hip-hop rappers, Nigeria, um, like South Africa. We are just going, you know. What's the, what's the, what's the, big, what's the catch here? <laughs> yeah, wait. Like, I'm trying to conquer Africa. That's the goal for the next five years. Okay. You know, yeah, trying to Whoa. Whoa. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.